safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Oh, hell, do you read me? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. What's up, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the All Things Dave podcast, and I'm your host, Phantom Dark Dave. Here we are with our second episode of Sci-Fi Month. That's right, the whole world in October is celebrating horror, and uh, to be honest, I celebrate horror every single day, so I thought I'd do something a little different and celebrate science fiction But to be honest, I celebrate that every day too, and uh, some of these sci-fi movies have elements of horror, so it's kind of like I took the back door route. But hey, let me introduce my guest. You heard her before. She hasn't been on here since we talked Star Trek. What's up, Julie? Hi, how's it going? It's going good. I see you like every day. (laughs) You do see me every day, but your listeners don't get to hear me very often. (laughs) That's right. For anybody who may be hearing you for the first time, you're my main squeeze and my second squeeze. I hope so. (laughs) My only squeeze. I was going to say, what else are you squeezing? I can't talk about that. On the show. Well, I could because it's explicit, but I'm not going to. But, uh, you know, I, I squeeze out these downloads, you know. Yeah, I try to do, do once a week, and sometimes it happens, sometimes not. But yeah. leave it to doing a sci fi month to make me want to hurry and do another one. I know. I'm glad you brought me on for this one, too. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. So, today we're going to talk about the 2010 sci fi action horror film Skyline.
Now, Julie, have you ever heard of this movie before? No, not at all. Like, not even briefly, no? you know? Okay. Which I was kind of surprised by, but... Sure, especially because after you saw it, these effects are legit, right, I know, in this movie. I'm shocked that I haven't heard about it. <laughs> well, I mean... There's several movies you never heard of, right? I but mean, especially also true. this one. But no, so the real deal is this movie went to theater and it rocked the house for a while. I remember when it came out, mm. like I said, 12 years ago, right? Yeah. Did you know this thing has a trilogy? That took me by surprise. No, I didn't know that. Okay. Of course not, because you didn't know about the first one. But, You're right. <laughs> so I remember seeing previews for this movie and thinking, like, holy crap, this is like the next level alien invasion type movie. And right around the time this movie came out, there was another movie called Battle for Los Angeles, which I remember watching that one, and it had this total, like, if Halo was going to be a movie, it'd be like that. And I gotta say, uh, nothing against Battle for Los Angeles, but I like Skyline much better. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. I haven't heard of Battle for Los Angeles either, so I, just I like about Skyline it. better too. <laughs> I mean go. now, but so this movie is really, really cool because it's so simple, but the effects are mind blowing. Oh yeah, for sure. It was kind of I didn't know what I was getting into, obviously, because I didn't even tell you what we were watching. I was just like, "Let's do a podcast on this movie. What's it called? Skyline. Go, go." And I just told Julie it's going to be a sci-fi movie. Yeah, I briefly looked it up really quick before you started playing, and it just said sci-fi thriller. And as soon as I saw thriller, I mean, I love sci-fi, but thrillers are my jam. So when I saw the combo, I was in. Yeah, and so this movie. Uh, centralizes around just a couple of main characters, which is always a win for me. I love a movie that's not drowned in too many characters because sometimes that can get... You put too much in a movie, you get lost, right? You feel like you, you just start to tune out. But with this movie, it does the perfect thing. It has perfect atmosphere with a... A really good cast. There's some people in this movie that I was already familiar with, so that made me like really invested in it. And the story is comprehensible, but the action... And I'm not an action guy, but man, when it's sci-fi, you kind of get my attention. Mm-hmm. And aliens are just cool, and the destruction of all these buildings, Skylines, is awesome. Oh, yeah. It, I, I like how you said it's just a simple kind of... It's, you know, it's your aliens coming to invade Earth. You're like, oh, well, what more could you do? I mean, that's been done so many times. But it is cool. It is a completely different version of this that I've never seen before. Yeah, and you know what else this movie does really well is it starts off with a banger. Like, I know sometimes it's a cheat to, like, start off with a scene and be like, okay, six months prior, and you're like, what? And you got to build up to it. But the way that they open with this movie, they show you just enough to make you go, holy crap. And then they go, uh, I forgot the number, but it was literally like 12 hours prior. It was just like, this is what we're building up to. And it takes us through the course of the first day. And then we see what happens over the course of a few days. And it is total freaking destruction. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially the opening scene. You're trying to figure out what's going on and things are just happening. And you have this... At least for me, I had this preconceived notion seeing what happened, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then they go back and give you some of the back history leading up to it, and what I thought it was was not even remotely what it was. It kind (laughs) of had that setup in, like, Saw. Like, where, you know, Saw, a whole bunch of strangers wake up in a room, and then you find out independently how they get there. Yes. Where this one, we don't have to follow everyone independently, but we open up in this penthouse of this skyline, Mm -hmm. and there's a whole bunch of people that had totally been partying and, and, and passed out. You got people in bed, on the couch, on the floor. We've all been there, on the fireplace. That was just me. But... All of a sudden, there's like this bursting blue light, Mm -hmm. like several of them that come piercing down from the sky like Superman, uh, uh, Tower of Power, and it's all over the cities of Los Angeles and throughout California, and we get this bird's eye view of it, and you know what's happening. And then so, but they don't, they have no clue yet, because they're all passed out, some drunk, everything... But the, the light is coming in the window, and people are, like, waking up, like, is it morning already? How is right. it? We feel like we just, we know that feeling. Like, how is it already 6 a.m.? Yes. It's time to get up, right? <laughs> and we get to see Elaine, who immediately throws up, and you're thinking one of two things, night of partying or pregnito. Yeah. That would be her name if she was a superhero. She'd be pregnito. Pregnito. Yeah. Just My first thought was partying, because yeah. the scene set that. Everyone was passed out, drunk, you see bottles everywhere, mm-hmm. kind of... And so, yeah, she woke up. She's hungover. hungover. 
throw up. <laughs> I immediately knew she was pregnant, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, like, I just... You watch so many of these movies, you're like, oh, here's the pregnant character. Oh, wow. <laughs> she I mean, wasn't I showing. So. I guess you gotta have one of those. Huh? Yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> um, and I, oh, I always told you, like, that's my thing that I hate in horror movies is, mm-hmm. like, the pregnant character. Yep. Now... Not to this extent, but I really hate the character that's like, I'm doing any day pregnant, because oh. it totally halts the storyline. You can't, like, everybody could escape, but then we got the pregnant lady. Mm. Nothing against pregnant women. I mean, sure. I got kids. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I'm talking, you know, for the storyline. For the story, But yes. let's talk about the story for Skyline, because it's... I saw somebody write it out, and they said it was like moths to a flame. And I was like, that's the perfect setup for what this looks like. Because the blue lights that are coming down, they look like the the zapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, this... I had to wonder. I was like, did Jordan Peele take a page out of this book? Because there's some things that happened in Nope that were done here first. Yeah. And so I'm not putting the blame anywhere, mostly because I don't know anybody. Right. But Jordan, call me. I got a question. <laughs> but no, it was such a cool idea to uh, have this light coming through because every single one of us would look outside. Everybody oh, wants to know what it is. And they open the blinds and everybody's hypnotized by these mm-hmm. lights. And they're like sleepwalking. They're wide awake, but they're unconscious. They don't know. They're zombie-like, right? Yes. And they're being pulled in towards this light. And... It, it was such a unique idea that you see their veins kind of like pulsating. Like there yes. was definitely a, a DC Brainiac thing going on here. I don't want to spend too much longer on that, but <laughs> Warner Brothers could totally make a kick-ass DC movie if they take a page out of this book too. <laughs> it's, Skyline has going to inspire a lot of things, I'm telling you right, right. now. But seeing Eric Belfour, uh, who plays Jared in this, definitely was my favorite character because I followed that guy through so many different movies. Uh, he's been in so many of those like real bad shark movies that are just a good time. Neil knows what I'm talking about. But he was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003, the remake. Um, and he was in, um, what is this show, Haven, which was really cool. And he does tons of TV. He did like in 24, everything. The guy's been everywhere. Wow. He stays busy. But he's the main character in this and he and his wife Elaine, they're here. They're there to celebrate Terry's birthday. Terry is like his lifelong best friend. We all have that friend. We, we all, yeah, we would do anything for her. That's you, Ed. But <laughs> when your best friend is Donald, the guy, uh, what's his character's name? Do you remember his character? It was Terry. Terry. He uh, He's the dude from Scrubs. Yes. A- and uh, Clueless and all that. I'm like, oh, this guy's still working. I love it. <laughs> but uh, and they, it works. Their relationship totally works. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, even in the beginning, he's doing his little scrapbook. Um, tell you money. Jared is, yeah, of him <laughs> and Terry. And so you can tell they have been bros. They're very close. Uh, and there's a very strong bond there. His scrapbook looked like something we had in the 90s when we yeah. were in school and everybody was drawing like SOS with the dollar signs yes. and the, the, what is it, the whiteout on the end. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> if you grew up in the 90s, you know what's up. Uh, <laughs> but it really works because we, everybody can find a character to attach to. You have the asshole character who, I don't even know what his main purpose was. He was like in the trio of these two best friends. He was like Terry's LA friend. And I got the notion that Jared and Elaine were from the Bronx area, Mm -hmm. but they flew there. And it's like, oh, it's cool that you're moving out here. And it's like, "Uh, what? And Elaine, she's like, has no idea. Right. And so this is what kind of starts everything in motion. Um, There's trouble in paradise because Jared's like, "Uh, they just sprung this idea on me today. And Elaine's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, you just sprung this on me today. (laughs) And... um, it's like when the world's falling down all around and you, and then there's aliens. Falls. <laughs> yeah. When it rains, it pours. That's right. But it pours bodies, because how cool does it right? look when these... And, and guys, this isn't just a spaceship. Like, that's at first what you get, but yeah. they're set... It's almost like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Yeah. All right. These alien spaceships are set around Los Angeles like a fucking Wi-Fi uh, mesh system, right? Like an oh. Eero system or something because you have your main router, which was the big ship. Yes. And then you have several of these little pods that are sucking people. They're literally withdrawing people from their homes yeah. and into the sky. And just when you thought you had seen it all, we get literal... I don't even... They're like squid-like creatures. Like they something have an H.P. Lovecraft... Not, yes! <laughs> like, it's like the Borg on acid because they have tentacles going around, right. like grabbing people, pulling them in. And Julie, 
what is their ultimate goal? As far as we, we can tell, like, they're eating people, but they're, they're doing a little more than that. Sucking their brains. They're sucking their brains out. <laughs> it's like every, there's a straw on everybody's head. It is weird looking, but very cool. Very right? well done. Yeah. And it, just to paint a picture for you guys, if you ever played Mortal Kombat one and you have the ABAC ABB fatalities turned on. It's whenever Sub Zero like pulls the guy's head and his spine is still attached because yes. you see the brain and the spinal cord go with it every time, and uh, it hurts a little bit because you're just like, Dew. yeah, yeah. Ugh. But that's not the only problem that we have because Terry has got some problems of his own too with him and his girlfriend, doesn't he? Huh. Terry. Um, apparently that was his wife, although they didn't seem very husband wife. Okay, okay. Well, his wife, uh, her name's Candace, and, and yes. she was played by Brittany Daniel, who everybody would recognize from Joe Dirt. She's the one that was actually nice to him. Yeah. And, uh,. <laughs> This movie is definitely dated, not because of the special effects, but because of the technology the characters use. Yes. Because there was no iPhones in this movie. Everybody had the older cell phones. Yeah. So much so that all the photography were done with, like, really nice... I don't know if they were Nikons, but you kind of gravitate they, towards that. Yes. Very nice cameras. And um, in the camera is the camera roll, and you shouldn't... You, like, you shouldn't cheat on your girl, but if you're going to do it, don't take selfies doing it, right? too, because you're just asking <laughs> to get caught. And I don't know if that was um, Ken, not Candace. I don't know if that was Terry's idea or his, I'm going to air quote it, assistant's <laughs> idea, uh, Denise. But, yeah, I don't know. What? What? Do we even really know what Terry does for a living? No, I don't think they ever clearly say. It's like they, they skipped, I mean. He's in L.A., so. You definitely need to dance around the idea of an athlete, a movie star, yeah. a musician, like something around there. Because he lives in this giant penthouse that's like say, fully automated. He has lots of money. It's, oh, his car. <laughs> oh, my God. I know a car person would watch him and be like, it's a car. They should have used a Skyline. You know there's a Nissan Skyline Is a car? Really? Yeah, shout out to you, Marty. Thanks for uh, talking oh, to me about that. Well. <laughs> But, you know, I'm so energetic about this movie because, again, I really, really like the places that it's not afraid to go. Yeah. And uh, there's just something really cool about being stuck, right, in this giant penthouse in Skyline. Yeah. Because they could have done this where they had, like, Independence Day style where there's hundreds of people. And it would have been fine. But we get to spend so much time with these characters mm -hmm. intimately. Like, I don't need to be involved in their personal problems, but it really does add some flair to the situation because you have to wonder at some point what's going to go through that character's mind because they might very well be like, I would have saved you, but fuck you now. You right. know what I mean? And, like, there's a scene where it's like, we'll talk about this later. And he's like, yeah, I guess we will. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, ooh. somebody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's in trouble. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you know, the first death that we get to see is this character named Ray, who oh, he yeah. was the third real friend. And like I said, you always have to have that guy, that asshole guy in the movie who you know is a red shirt, a little Star Trek reference. He's going to die first. Mm -hmm. But, man, when he gets, like, yanked out, yeah. it is quite jarring. Yeah, because you don't quite know what's going to happen. You know this light hypnotizes them, but mm -hmm. they don't show anyone being abducted until him. Right. And when he goes, he flies. Well, yeah, because you just hear uh, the character scream. Mm. Not him, but who's in the room yes. with him. And uh, I think that was really funny when he tried to hit on her, and she's like, nah. nah. And then she wanted Terry, and I was like, wait, isn't Terry? And then, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not all of our characters because eventually we get to meet Walt, who's a neighbor, is a guy yeah. uh, played by, or his name is Robin uh, Gamble, and he's been in several things before, but he's the old guy in the story, yeah, and he's, he's got a little dog, <laughs> and uh, I was like, I'm glad it's not a cat, she can't hurt a cat in horror, right. but you know, I don't want you to hurt a dog either, but no. luckily you don't see nothing, but you know what's going to happen anytime it's a horror movie and somebody is carrying their dog the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It was not good. And the dog starts barking naturally. Yeah. But then the aliens hear it. And so and it's it, just like... It's such a... You know, it was such an interesting choice with the aliens in this movie because aesthetically they look really cool. The whole time you're trying to wonder, what are these? Because oh, yeah. no two aliens really look the same. And yes. I love that. I yeah. love that. It's not your standard green man or anything. We already explained you got these flying robot squid things with tentacles and everything. But it's... Look. It's like they have this, like... Cl 
Look, I am flabbergasted because there's a, there's this other one that's massive and it climbs on the side of the building yeah. like King Kong. Yeah. And its hand opens up almost like Scorpion. Get over here because it has a tentacle that flies out of its hand. Yeah. And when it grabs you, it pulls you to its hand and the hand like swallows you. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, what is happening? It's is it, cool, though. I mean, <laughs> you don't know which way you're going to die. No, you don't. There's so many different ways. And This movie kind of gives you the Jaws treatment, too, where they don't show you the full shark in the beginning. They kind of allude to it. Like, they show uh, the off-screen death scene. Then you see a little bit. Mm-hmm. And by the time we're done with this thing, we're seeing people's heads get removed. And this is a PG-13 movie, so it's not the most graphic, but it's yeah. definitely well enough for the film. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, too like you said about the aliens you're looking at the aliens and that there's so many different things and but they're mechanical so you're like is that an alien is that a ship and the aliens inside it or what's going on so there's just so many different aspects to their whole race and right everything they've got going on another thing that that was really different that I guess you will see it sometimes that, you know, it wasn't originated in this movie, but it did stand out to me. It's like most times when a character is hypnotized by the light, they're gone and die. But we've had two instances now where we've saved characters, true, but they're not the same anymore. And then you wonder, are they going to turn into an alien? Uh, And in which case, which alien are they going to be? Is it going to be gross? Are they going to turn into like a half machine? I mentioned Borg already. We could be going down that route. This could be V'ger Kirk unit, okay? It could be very interesting. But, it, man, like there's scenes where uh, our main character, Jerry, would like lift up his shirt and you would see the dark, like bruising veins Mm. inside and... Of course, Elaine wants to check on him, and he—he he hi- I don't know why he chooses not to share this with her, but yeah. he's hiding that he's not right. Yeah, well, I think there's a little bit of tension there anyway because she just dropped the bomb on him about and being he's pregnant. He's pissed about it. And, it's his fault. And sure, maybe, uh, but maybe it's so. one of those things where it's like it's just in the moment type in stuff. In the moment, and you have all this other stuff going on that the last thing you want to do is add more drama to what's already a tense situation. So. For sure, for sure. Mm. And we do get to meet another character uh, who we would very much recognize. His name's Oliver, but he's played by David is it is like Zayas or Zayas, but yeah. oh, he was in Gotham. Yeah. I mean, come on, he's like that Italian guy. Right, I mean, Italian mobster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, does it really well. But in this one, I don't want to say he's a concierge. He could have very well been the owner of this place, but it's never truly stated if yeah. he's the manager or not. I, To be honest, I didn't sit there and read his name tag in full to see if it was descriptive or enough. All I know is, hey, it's Oliver. Okay, he cool. He works at the hotel. He works at the hotel. Because there's a scene where like condo. they're partying and he's got to, hey, keep it down. Right. She's like, half of the hotel's vacant. He's like, the other half wants some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was worded really well. But... One thing that it all builds up to is you have to make a decision. Mm. Either you stay and hide and hope that the aliens move on, or you make a run for it. When you look out the window, you can't make a a decision based on what you see. Because there's, like, who has escaped? I don't know. Not everybody is in the hotel anymore. Right. uh, Or the condo or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But at the same time, people are being pulled from there. And... it was such an interesting choice because I found myself saying, I, Julie, I've never been in this situation before. I don't think I've ever had aliens come after me, okay? Uh, yeah, I don't think most of us have. I'm like a stay and fight <laughs> kind of guy. You are. You're very much But like, at the same I'm time, they were like, yo, they're not attacking on the water. We should get in a boat and go. I'm like, oh, if, I mean, if you can go, maybe you should go. Right. They're not on the water, so maybe that's a safe place. The sad thing is, is Jared's the only one who wants to leave. Yeah. Everyone else is, you know, Elaine's pregnant. She wants to stay. The other two think it's stupid to run. And so now everybody's taking sides. Yeah. And so it it does a really good job of establishing the conflict, like the inner conflict. Oh, for sure. Um, But at the end of the day, this is one of those stories where everybody's got to band together to go against the bigger evil and since they fail to do that, it's like the classic horror trope, we was split up. And it's like, no, no, no. no. But Julie, what happens when they decide to try to leave? 
Oh, yeah. Jump scares. <laughs> All kinds of jump scares. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that big alien we talked about uh, comes smashing down and destroys one of the cars they were driving. Yeah. And uh, it's at this point that we start to lose people pretty left and right, at least for the next few segments. It's uh, I would call this probably the... The second act of the film. The first act has a lot of buildup, a lot of tension, a lot of story. Kind of gets you involved. It, it gave you that that little stinger in the beginning to keep you interested. But man, once it starts, you can see where the ten million dollars special effects budget kicks in. A hundred percent. It was very action packed, and so much was happening, and it was all relevant to the story. It was. Yep. And I liked that too because there was a lot happening. But you got a lot of character development through that little section, too, because you knew all these different things. Like, for example, when Jared said, sees the couple fighting in mm -hmm. the garage, oh. and he's like, stop, stop, and he rolls down the window and says, can we help you? Do you need help? You yeah. know? It's like, he's not just fighting for himself. He wants to help everyone, mm -hmm. and so that kind of gives you that another side of him that you haven't really seen yet. Well, right, and it's also such an interesting... Because at that point, he's still Jared, right? Because right. if he was all alien, he wouldn't care. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you see both sides of him in the movie, and it kind of makes you wonder, like, what version are we going to be left with at the end? Yeah. And this is... You know, and a lot of times in horror movies, they will throw in extra characters just to have them kill... We do get that here, but only two people. Yeah. And, and it, it serves well. And um, one of the guys, um, I looked it up here. His name was Colin, but his, his real name is J. Paul. And uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but he's been in like every version of Star Trek. Not original, but he what? appeared in like Next Gen. He appeared in Voyager. Oh, wow. He appeared in Enterprise. He's kind of like that. You know, I show up in every Star Trek once or twice kind of no-name actor or whatever. That's but really cool. That is very cool. And he's in Skyline. That's your big thing, man. Yay. But uh, he uh, he's the first one that we see get his head removed. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I see up. what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, though. Yeah, because didn't, um, forgive me if I'm wrong, I think it was Candace attacked the alien somehow and, like, ripped its brain out. Because you saw the brain oh, like come later? out. Or was that later? Because yeah. then that alien took Colin's brain. Maybe it was a different one. But this alien took Colin's brain and, like... Yeah, so like, <laughs> from what we can tell up and, into and, and You know, we're going to get into this at, at the end of the movie, right? But these aliens don't just steal the brain. They want your brain for themselves. Yeah. Like there's some sort of why they don't. Remember at some point, doing, I but... began to wonder if we were getting into this like hybrid situation mm. because Jared's character is very much that he's alien and human. True, and he's so, kind of fighting. Check it out, best of both worlds. Ooh. Oh, I just did that, Lacutus. <laughs> Cardboard. Oh no. <laughs> but there's some great things going on there. There's parts of this movie that stand out like a disaster film. Like, you would think oh, a tornado yeah. was was hitting because these buildings are crumbling. We have really great... We already talked... I don't want this whole episode to be like, these special effects are amazing, but they are. Right. Like, there's nothing I can say to put this image in your head. You need to watch this movie. It's available on Tubi and other streaming platforms. It's, at bare minimum, worth a one-time watch. Just so you can see just how entertaining a movie like this can be because i know that it can be regarded as like a b movie mm. and there's definitely b movie aspects to it but there's also some a level stuff mixed in this is a very solid movie yeah 100 percent, and especially coming from someone like you who loves practical effects Right. To have right. the... I know. I mean, CGI effects and you talking big about it, that says something, so you know it's I, good. <laughs> look, and, and I'm also not the guy to go out and see Transformers and stuff like that in theater. I appreciate it, but it's not really my forte. But when they do it really, like, with Alien Invasion, mm. it, it has that horror touch to it, and, uh, I mean... I could spend hours talking on how I don't think we really landed on the moon, but yet I still think that aliens can steal our brains. I I, I think so. Yeah. There's a lot in between there. Like you would think <laughs> I would have some sort of uh, uh, what do they call that uh, conspiracy theory podcast right. or whatever. Uh, and if my listeners do, hit me up. We'll talk. But 
it's entertaining at the least. Okay? Yes, oh, 100%. But man, you know, we lose Terry. I hate that. Yeah. You know, because... I don't know. I mean, I guess since you don't have a lot of characters, you know somebody has to go. But you didn't think it'd be one of these two guys. You right. really didn't. Because he almost felt like that third main character. Mm-hmm. Like that supporting character that is going to help the couple get right. through Jared right. and Lane. So when he dies, you're like, oh. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. So All we're right. going to go there. And... Uh, so we lose Terry, we lose mm-hmm. the mistress as well, call her the assistant. She's yeah. the one who gets crushed Jeez. in the car or whatever. You know, if they had rode in the same car, would they all died? I Technically, know. did he spare them? Just saying. Mm-hmm. They drove first. Mm-hmm. They did. So I mean, in a way he saved them. In a way. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. See you in heaven, bro. Take one for the team. <laughs> okay. So do we go up? Do we go down? I don't know. Yeah. We eventually I don't even remember how did we meet Oliver? Do you remember? Yes, so when they were trying to leave the condo, uh-huh. um, as they're leaving, Terry's car gets smashed. Yep. And so Terry dies, Denise oh, dies. I Once got it. they see that happen, they Reverse. retreat back. They're like, no, 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 we're not leaving, we're staying here. Well, then that other alien, squid alien, uh-huh. corners them. Right, and then. And as it's about to attack them. Oliver serves a T-bone steak right yeah. into it. Boom, <laughs> crushes it. Okay, that's where he comes in. Okay, so yes. it was really cool. I like that they established him early on, and then we didn't see him for, like, 20, 30 minutes. Yes. Then he comes back, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, I remember guy. seeing him. Yeah. And I'm glad they used a big name, too, because you're excited to see him again. Yes. I, I... Something can be said about wasted talent in a lot of movies, and sometimes oh, yeah. you can hate it when someone has a cameo, and you're like, that should have been a bigger role. But then sometimes it's a, it's lovely to yes. see somebody do a minor role and be like, it's cool if they were willing to just do that because it's fun. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm available. Hit me up uh, on Twitter at Dave underscore Phantom. Uh, <laughs> do commission pieces. I'll be in your movie. But uh, really just need you to pay for my flight. Anyways, uh-huh. that's my self-promotion. But There you go. Once they band together... Jared's kind of been the leader the whole time, mm-hmm. but Oliver is expressing some serious uh, manpower. Oh yeah, he uh, testosterone. Likes to take yeah, and he, he, at first he tries to level with Jared, like we're the guys, and not in a creepy way. No, like we're gonna make these. No, it, it was like, just like look, it was like we need to protect up. these women. Yeah, they're relying on us. Yeah, I need you to nut up or shut up, right? Yes. Essentially, and uh, Jared really wasn't. He was, like, agreeing, but he was not stepping up to that level because, for whatever reason, he didn't see... I don't think he believed Oliver. He just yeah. didn't really want him to be well, the guy. he was so stuck on leaving, too. Like, yeah. he, I think he still wanted to leave even after even all at, that had happened. <laughs> well, they bring that up, too. He, yeah, and it's just like, what are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but I got a boat. <laughs> and I don't know, because he was struggling with that alien side that had... Yeah. I wonder if that's part of it. I'm really hoping that stuff gets explored in the sequels. Yeah, there's got. And it may. I I really hope there's more to the half alien, half human thing. Yeah. But you know, the, I, I talked about the two characters. So Jared, we know, and Candace was affected, but she never seems to be suffer. Or not, can I said Elaine. Oh, Elaine, she's never yeah. suffering from it though. Maybe she wasn't in it as long, or maybe it's something. Right. Who knows? She's also pregnant. So That's that what I was wondering it. because I'm wondering it because that that does serve a purpose in the movie. It ain't like right. uh, she's like everybody else. Like there is a pivotal moment where it matters she's pregnant. Right. But yeah, so we're, we don't really get a lot of clarity around. Right, but Oliver, man, he's he's taking charge, mm-hmm. and yep. he's helping them basically lock down. And he's kind of like where I'm at, where he's like, look. We got what it takes to survive until somebody comes from us. And, you know, at some point, there's going to be some sort of military, government, something's going to roll in. And I don't know if it's going to succeed or not, but it's going to try. And we do get that. The military does eventually come in, and they're firing rockets. We see these amazing jets, like the kind I used to build when I was a kid. Like the stealth, yeah, little rockets (laughs) look cool. Yeah. And uh, there's a scene where... One crashes into, like, shoots the rocket. It hits the mothership, is what we'll call it. Right. And it starts to go down, and the effects are so cool because you, you, you're like, okay, there's a lot of smoke, there's fire, what's happening? It crashes and burns. Everybody's excited. But yeah. it's also just the eye of the storm because it's about to get a lot worse. Oh, yeah. What do they see? 
It's regenerating, basically. This healing shit repairs itself. itself. And also, I'm going to paint an image for you. It's really gross, but I think it's perfect to yeah. what it looks like. So remember when the ship comes down mm-hmm. and then all the little ships come off? Almost yes. like a parasitic thing. Oh, yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. What happens when you squash a spider egg and then all the spider oh, babies come running out? Exactly, That's exactly what it was like. Yeah. That was the first thing that occurred to my mind, like, oh, I didn't no. even think of that, but that's a great comparison. Yeah. And it's kind of like short-lived happiness. Yeah. And then now all of those ships are coming out. Blue lights activated. You know when I saw all the blue lights, what my first thought was? What? They support autism awareness. <laughs> Wear blue in April, y'all. Just saying. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) These aliens got it figured out. (laughs) But, yeah. I don't know, man. They they huckle down for a while, but they start to separate, right? Like, like. The couple, Jerry and Elaine, kind of go left, and then Oliver and um, Candace. uh, Candace go right. And the. The shock that had happened, like the shaking of everything when the other ship went down, knocked all the blinds down. So all they could do is just try not to look out. But the aliens can look in. Right. And so they're even trying to, like, staple up or tape up bed sheets and everything to block it. But that doesn't work. And so Oliver steps out, right? He goes to the bathroom. And he's trying to, like, regroup, you know, mentally prepare for what he's dealing with. And all I'm saying is Candace should not have been left alone because she stares off, she gets hypnotized, she goes out on the balcony, and then it eats her. Yep. Straight gets her. She's gone. Gone. And Oliver, he has a a gun, right? And he's trying to hold up inside there. And I'm like, dude, what? But then... Aha, uh-huh. he does have a pretty nifty plan because he starts turning on all the burners, the gas burners. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's going to blow it up. Yeah. He's going to take them down with him. Yeah. And there, I'm not saying do that, anyone, ever. Right. But there is something badass about that last, like, well, if I'm going, you're going too. Right. It's like, True. It's kind of like, you put onions in my pizza, then I'm going <laughs> to piss in yours because that's nasty. You're gross. So, I know, exactly. <laughs> Don't put onions in your pizza. Oh, no. I'd probably rather have pineapple than onions, and I've already had that. True. But you probably would. I've had pineapple. I've it's heard, good. like, the Canadian and pineapple is amazing. Like, Canadian bacon and yeah. pineapple. Or, like, the ham, you know? You would probably like it. The sweet, huh? Yeah, sweet, sweet and salty. Yeah. <laughs> I had two monsters today. Where's my pineapple? Oh, no. Right. Actually, there's pineapple in that one I just drank about. Actually, there is. Thought so. There you go. I know stuff. You do. So... What happens when Big Mama Gemma aliens climb in the building mm. and Oliver is like, yo, let me ignite this flame. He tries to do it really cool and like light a cigarette. And oh, like, yeah. oh, he's, he's going out ready. like a Don Juan like, and then lighter doesn't work. Click. Oops. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. But he eventually uh. does get it, lights it, and man, it sets that thing ablaze. And yeah. the effects are so cool because later... Sadly, it doesn't kill this alien, but it severely, like, charcoal burns it, and it looks like this lava ash monster. Yeah, it it was interesting. Got some uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC vibes on that one. Yeah. You know, the one Corbin always fights at the end. It's like, yeah. (laughs) But uh, I'll tell you this much. You know what I really appreciated? What? No happy ending. No Hollywood ending. You say that, but I felt like it was kind of happy in a way. Okay, so (laughs) when it all boils down to it, the only two characters left outside of the military who is still actively fighting is Jared and Elaine. Yeah. And guys, Jared, between being him and half alien, whatever he's going through. Right. Elaine, and he, oh, best part of the movie is when it goes to attack Elaine and he loses his shit. Oh, yeah. And he jumped. Remember, I got excited. He yeah. jumps on the alien and he just starts punching it. Like, yeah. going to town like that bully that had it coming and you finally get your comeuppance and start beating the living snot out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, rip it, rip it. And he literally puts his hands down and, like, rips, rips almost it. like a <laughs> Venus flytrap, like, yes. rips the, yeah. the, the breastplate of this alien apart and I'm like that was insane yeah it was almost like you can mess with me all you want but don't mess with her that's right (laughs) that's my baby and my baby and my baby (laughs) but you know us guys still need protection sometimes too yes and when he starts to get attacked 
she comes through because yeah. she picks up an axe oh, that yes. was one that was like mounted in every you know stairway right. and plants it in the back of the alien and all of a sudden you know like when that thing's coming at you and you kind of close your eyes yeah. and you wince up and it's like huh like nothing happened right and then the alien falls down and then the brain is on the the blade of the oh, axe it's yes. like oh and that's what you were alluding to like yes. boom. that's what i was thinking about that earlier but yes mm. but what are you gonna do when the whole world around you is falling down you see all these buildings crumbling you're on one of the last skylines left you're at the top of it where helicopters land you're the closest to the mothership she's kneeling down on the ground she's practically holding Jared for what looks like the last few breaths of his life. Yeah, he's and it's, pretty much it's done. It's very bittersweet because it's it okay. You are right that it has a happy ending in the essence that it's like if I'm gonna die, I'm glad we're dying together. There's yeah. that vibe. Yeah. But what's really cool is I love the way that the color scheme kind of lights up. Like they start turning mm. blue because you know they're about to get sucked up into the ship. Yes. And they fly up and they do this really cool sequence that looks like uh, if you were indoor skydiving. Yes. Right? Where everybody's like parachuting on their. Yeah. And, and they just lean and they do this romantic kiss, but they're being sucked up into the. I'm right. like, all right, we're, we're going <laughs> there. Okay, okay. I like what you did. You know, you don't see that all the time and you yeah. weren't afraid to do it and then the one thing happened that i did not expect at all i never thought we were going to get to see the inside of the ship oh yeah i thought they were going to leave that to the imagination right. and they were like no let me show you something show you. so let's talk about it what did it look like inside the ship piles of bodies let the bodies hit the floor everywhere bodies everywhere men women children dead yeah and covered nasty. in like like, it was almost like mud, but oil, like, too. It was... The vibes I got would be, what would it be like if you jumped in a dumpster? And you know how the bottom's always that muddy, dark oh, water, yeah. and it, like, slushes up your heels? That's what that, it was like. It was gross. It was gross. I'm just saying, I'd expect Ugh. an alien spaceship to be a little cleaner, a yeah. little nicer. You guys are a little more sophisticated. Where's the maid? Right. Guy or girl, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where's Rosie from Jetsons? Clean this shit up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so... But they're still alive. They're still alive. And I was like, oh, God. Look, when you watch horror, sci-fi, you have to be able to suspend disbelief. But even I was hitting the outer edges. I'm like, okay, why are we in the ship? Okay, we're in the ship. Why? How are they still alive? But then I was like, duh, I didn't eat them, and it, it sucked them it up. Sucked There's them still up. more horror to happen. Right, exactly. It's almost like you are collecting all of your afternoon snack together, but you mm. haven't eaten it yet. Mm. You just put it in the bowl. Kind of like Thanksgiving, <laughs> right? When you're putting everything yeah, on your plate. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what probably is the worst thing through Thanksgiving food's mind? Is like when they're all on the plate and you have to watch the other food get eaten. Because oh, that's what happens in here. It is. We, we had this really sweet kind of bon voyage moment where we thought it was over. Only for Elaine to watch Jared get his brain sucked out. Yeah. It's nasty. It was gross. <laughs> and, and I mean that in a great way. Yeah. I, know, I, <laughs> I mean, mean, if, if that's your be. thing, you're going to love it. <laughs> it's graphic. But, you know, your heart kind of sinks because you're like... you. Been through hell and high water. Yeah. And then this is the end. Right. Like, You're like, in okay. the end, we all still die. Yeah. Or do we? I don't know. So <laughs> the alien, there's, there's like this world war thing that I, I will never experience or know. I've never been in the military, right. but I got the, when she was like having to crawl over all those dead bodies mm. and hide between the dead bodies, and it just hit me. I was just like, "Damn!" Like That's I don't know what they were really going for, but it did take in. me there. Yeah. And eventually, the alien grabs her, but it notices she. It's like it like scans her like she's at Walmart, right? <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's a life form in here. Put her in the pregnant bin, right? She gets put into another part out. of the ship where there's a crap ton of alive pregnant women. Yeah. And I was like, what is this, some kind of incubator? What's happening? Right. I wondered, too. But if you pay attention, you notice this is no place you want to be because mm -hmm. in the background, there's some C-sections going on. Yeah. Like, they're take the way they take your brain, they also take your baby because I guess they want the baby's brain, too, which, mm. why would you? I mean, imagination, sure, but they can't know that much. Right. I mean, I knew a lot. Yeah, we don't know why they want the brains, but maybe there is something to I'm like hoping the story keeps going. Babies. Beyond. Let's brain. go. Yeah. So. But mm. then, just when you thought you'd seen it all. Right. 
for whatever reason. Jared's brain was red, and everyone else's brain is blue. Mm-hmm. So you were, maybe it was just for the purpose of the movie, so you can know which one was his. Sure. But I think there's also, because he's like the hybrid person. Yes, there's something It gets there. put, the alien that takes it has like a really hard time, like, succumbing to this brain. It gets mm-hmm. put in his head, he's shaking. It's all, I really thought his head was going to explode. Right? I was just like, like, oh, it's like a bomb. But, but <laughs> no. <laughs> And then the unthinkable happens. It's like still Jared somehow. Mm-hmm. And then the alien starts protecting Elaine. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, go get it, Jared. But I'm like, wait, wait what is happening? What? And then guess what happens? The movie ends. Right? And it's like, what? Julie's like, did you hit pause? And I'm I like, <laughs> nope, because the credits are coming on. <laughs> but you were left with this cliffhanger ending. Oh, yeah. It's a, if there had been no other movies, it would have been fine. We've seen this shit all the time. Right. But now I'm really excited <laughs> about the sequels. There's two sequels to this movie, and I'm yeah. gonna watch them both. I hope to watch them with you. I'd love to try to get this done in Sci-Fi Month, but if not, it's still gonna happen soon. 100%. But I gotta say, for a movie that I didn't know a lot about, to a movie you knew nothing about, oh, yeah. we both had a rocking good time. Yes, very much so. Look. You guys don't know this about Julie, but she's on the same page of some of you that once 10 o'clock hits, you are so tired, you can do nothing but sleep. Like, yeah. And for a movie to keep her engaged, and we didn't have to eat ice cream, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Um, it it says a lot. So for the filmmakers, you, you did it for this one. You, yes. you kept both of us entertained. You kept Julie awake, which says hey. a lot at 10 o'clock at night. That does say okay. a lot. And uh, I was just really glad that that was kind of the one I chose. I was too. I was pleasantly surprised. A lot of times when we throw on a sci-fi movie, we do the one that's not an action sci-fi. We we usually gravitate towards our Star Trek or something that, you know, silent running. I wouldn't say easy to digest because sometimes it's even too sci-fi for our brains sometimes. True. But definitely the kind you watch during the day so you can stay awake. Yeah. And this was the right movie to watch at night. So my recommendation is as follows. (laughs) If you don't know what to watch and you haven't seen this movie, let this be the movie you give a try to because I might just surprise you. And if nothing else, at least it makes this episode enjoyable because you know what the heck we're talking about. Right. Yeah, I think it's one of those where we have talked about it extensively, but to see it is something else completely. Absolutely. Any closing arguments? Which, it can't <laughs> be an argument because we agree. No, I know, I watch too agree. much Law & Order. No, and I think with the ending, too, I love a good happy ending. And this one, obviously, Jared dies. Elaine's still alive at the moment. Does he die if he's actually reborn? I know, but he's in this body, and I was like... I was kind of confused at first, and I'm like, huh, that's not really, like, the kind of ending I want. I want everyone to live and have uh-huh. sunshine and rainbows and be happy. But then I was like, well, in a way, they are still alive, and they are together. And so it just made me kind of happy. <laughs> Next thing you know, she gives birth to, like, some sort of mech warrior baby. Hey, it's like, know? what's happening? Well, I'm down. <laughs> well, Julie, as you know, I appreciate you more than anything. Uh, Yes, thank family you. Family is, is great. Me on. It is but great. But when family can get together and watch sci-fi, it's even greater. And I know that's not proper lingo, but I'm saying it anyway. I like it. It sounds good. You want to come back and do some more sci-fi before the month's over? I would like to. Well, let's do it. Yeah. There you have it, Skyline, 2010. What'd you guys think? It's always good to have Julie on here. I need to bring her back on here. Of course, if you just listened to the episode, you would know that the plan is for her to come back on here and do some more sci-fi, because we love sci-fi. It's like, for the first episode this month, I did the whole sci-fi, dare I say fantasy, you know, the Tron, really good. Then this one was kind of like the action side of it. Who knows what's next? 
probably some even more horror sci-fi with some special guests. I'm dipping out and doing some different stuff, really trying to celebrate it. And I hope you guys are celebrating it too. I know if Ed's listening, he calls me out for saying salivate and celebrates. I say things incorrectly, but I'm a fan of Dark Dave. I am incorrectly. <laughs> but hey, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed it, please go out there. Give me a five-star rating. That would be really cool. If you want to reach out to me personally, find me on Twitter, at Dave underscore Phantom. You can make some suggestions. You can tell me what you like, what you don't like. And you can just shoot the shit with me about movies. I'm always on the lookout for new movies. And if I can put movies on your radar, that makes me really happy. It's kind of why I do the podcast, right? Otherwise, I just want to let you know there's some more episodes around the corner. I hope you guys can get really excited while everybody out there is celebrating horror I'm going to celebrate sci-fi, but I'm always going to keep you in my thoughts and give you the best content that I can. So I'll let that be that. I'm going to watch some more sci-fi. You guys have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening to the All Things Dave podcast. It's the greatest story in sports. Guard dropping straight back. Hit as he throws. Has the ball. It is a touchdown. I'm Doug Russell, and this is Tales from 1265, an insider's look at football's most storied franchise, a franchise that has had its dynasties. This is the first Super Bowl trophy, and uh, it's something Green Bay can keep. We're going to have a, a new trophy each year. And its rebirths. Every major football decision will be made by Ron Wolf. I realize I'm a Green Bay Packer now. Maybe I can prove that I am worth the first-round pick next year, but just got to be patient. But I was really impressed with the coaching staff, with the whole organization, and with the direction the team is going. I think they, they have a total commitment to winning. Tales from 1265 is presented by Nicolay Law, your local award-winning injury lawyers. If you've been injured, get Nicolay, Wisconsin's winning team of lawyers that will get you back in the game. Tales from 1265 is a production of iHeartRadio Podcasts and is available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can't always see bad weather coming, so it's essential that you're able to see through it when you drive. Michelin wiper blades with advanced technology hug your windshield like a Michelin tire hugs the road, channeling away water, snow, and ice so you can see clearly, drive confidently, and breathe easy. Michelin Wiper Performance, clearer than ever. Upgrade to Michelin Premium Wipers today at Walmart, Amazon, and other fine retailers.